Good morning. Several years ago, I um, had the opportunity to buy a different car from a friend of mine. And uh, when he gave me the keys, he gave me that. And I said, what the heck's that? Anybody see that? These are uh, the new keys for different kinds of vehicles. They're not the regular keys. I was back in the uh, prehistoric years. And so he said, yeah, it's a keyless entry. So you just kind of push the button. I said, oh, that's kind of cool. Anyway, so uh, I thought, well, there's no need lugging around all of my other keys. I'll just kind of take this. And like most of us in, a, in America, we have garage door openers. How many have a garage door opener? And so, you know, I think that's fine. I got this. I can get in my car. I can leave. I can come back. I can push the garage door opener. And then in our home, we always leave the garage door unlocked from the garage to the house. How many of you do that? No need to lock it, you know. Uh, So anyway, I drive home one day and, you know, I don't have any keys and I hit the garage door opener and I pull in and I go to get into my home and somebody has locked the door. Now, I'm not a happy camper, okay? And so I'm thinking, well, hey, no problem. Like most of you, you have a key hidden somewhere else outside. So that in case of an emergency or something like this, you can go get that key. You can get in. So no problem. I'm just going to go get the trustee key from where it was at and went to look and it's not there. Now, I'm doubly hacked. Okay. now, many of you know, my my greatest gift is patience. You know that, don't you? Even keel, not a lot of passion, not many things upset me. I just kind of roll with the punches. And it's not there. So, like most of us, I go and I try to get in every other door. And guess what? It's locked. So, I had to call my wife and say, I don't care what you're doing, where you're at, you come and serve me. I'd be sleeping in a motel. That took place. No, I graciously said, Kathy, I'm locked out. Can you come to the house? So she had to come because she had a key. Without a key, I couldn't get through the door. That door had become an obstacle for me getting where I wanted to go. And today I've entitled my message, Overcoming Obstacles. And we're going to talk about that, so let's pray together. Father, uh, so easy for uh, all of us, Lord, and the journey of life and the hectic pace and the busyness of today to not fully understand or not to fully appreciate who you are or what you've done or what you are doing or what you will do in the future. I'm just uh, grateful for this day of celebration. Lord, I had that chance, you know, to be over in Jerusalem and to be there and to look in the tomb. And it really is empty. You are not dead. You are alive. You are Lord and Savior. And you are our ticket to the life to come. And so we're thankful and we're grateful. But Lord, while we're here and as we journey on, uh, we need your help to face and overcome the many obstacles that this life presents us. So be with us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 
How many of you are facing an obstacle or maybe obstacles in your life that you're having a hard time overcoming? You know, the reality exists for all of us that at one time or another, we're going to face an obstacle or we're going to face obstacles that sometimes just feel overwhelming and whether or not we can overcome them or not. Now, again, many of us know that some obstacles that come our way are fairly easy and uh, we can overcome them without a lot of energy or effort. Then there's other obstacles that come along in life and it takes a little more time and energy and effort and focus to overcome. And then maybe in most of our lives, there are some obstacles that come that we struggle with and wrestle with and sometimes They plague us for an entire lifetime. Sometimes other people can see it and sometimes it's more hidden. But the reality is that human beings face obstacles. Some they can overcome and some chase them and follow them and plague them for a lifetime. When it seems you can't conquer or overcome an obstacle, what do you do? When you face an obstacle or certain obstacles and you can't seem to overcome it, what do you do? See, I found that human beings, when we can't overcome some type of obstacle or obstacles, we can get frustrated. We can become angry. We can become discouraged and even depressed. And if that goes on long enough, I found that people can check out. If you will, they can, if you will, throw in the towel. And they give up on life or others or situations or faith or God or church or the multitudes of things. But because of Easter, there is an answer for any and all the obstacles that you're going to face. That's the good news, folks. And you might be celebrating for a lot of reasons. And some of you go, well, you know, it's Easter and we're supposed to celebrate and we got the good meal and and uh, getting to spend time with friends and family, and I know Jesus is alive, and, and those are all great things to celebrate. But here's the good news. The great news, my friends, is all the obstacles that you're facing and all the obstacles that you will face in the future, and you will, there is an answer for that obstacle. There is an answer for those obstacles. That's why today is really a great day. It's a day of joy and celebration because if you've lost hope or you're discouraged or you've thrown in the towel or whatever it might be because of all the obstacles you're facing or you face, today is good news. There is an answer for the obstacles that you face. Now, what I want to do today is to talk about some common obstacles. Now, there's all kinds of obstacles we know, so this is not... Uh, an extensive or an exhaustive list, but here's what I found uh, in my working with people. Here's some of the most common obstacles. Now, I want to give you a little illustration. Uh, How many of you know, like I mentioned before, to get into my house, I needed to go through the door. Now, I could have gone through the window, but I would have had to break it, and then at my age and uh, being 15 pounds overweight, I probably couldn't get through or I'd get stuck. But the reality is, in life, to overcome obstacles, we got to get through them. They're a doorway to where we want to go. It might be in a relationship. It might be in regard to faith. It might be in regard to family. It might be in regard to 
business or career. It might be in regard to a financial portfolio. But we've got to get through the door from where we're at to where we want to go. And oftentimes, like this particular door, I try to get through this door. The reality is it's locked. And I need a key to get through. Now, I can yell at it. I can pound on it. I can stomp it. But most likely, I can't get through the door. And those are the things that happen in life is obstacles that we're going to talk about are are doorways that keep us from where we want to go, what we want out of life, how we want to live a fulfilling and abundant life. There's a door that's locked that keeps us. So I want to talk briefly about some of the common obstacles that I have found in my life and obviously in working with other people. First of all, fear. Take a moment and think, are you plagued by, are you challenged by, are you limited by fear? Now, you have to think a little bit today, and for every one of us, fear might manifest in a little different way. But the list of fears in this world is endless. Matter of fact, if you want some time, it'd be just an interesting thing for you to, to go on the Internet and Google phobias. And I did that. I wanted to try to figure out how many fears they have identified. And you, they're, they're almost countless. Matter of fact, I printed off just the fears that start with the letter A. There's almost 70 known identified fears that start with the letter A. Now, I won't uh, uh, share all of them with you. Thank you. And uh, I can't pronounce half of them, but they all start with the letter A. There are so many fears that human beings face and are obstacles. Let me read just a couple. And, and, and don't laugh, okay? Now, some of them sound silly. Because you know what uh, somebody else might fear, we don't fear. And so it's easy to scoff and look down at them and say, that, that's just absolutely ridiculous. That's silly they would have that kind of fear. But they may say the same thing about your fear. How about the fear of washing or bathing? A fear of itching or the insects that cause itching. A fear of darkness. A fear of noise. A fear of heights. A fear of open places. A fear of pain. A fear of wild animals. A fear of needless or pointed objects. I don't think she'd mind, but I have a daughter that, man, if you bring the needle out, she goes ballistic. And I'm thinking, it's a silly needle. Yes, it'll hurt for just a short time, but don't worry about it. She looks at it, and man, it's like you, she goes, un, comes unglued. I can't, I've got to be sympathetic about that. Uh, fear of cats. My daughter doesn't have that way. She loves cats. Anyway, fear of chickens. A fear of heights. Fear of dust. Fear of riding in a car. Fear of walking. Fear of amnesia. Fear of scratches or being scratched. Fear of flowers, fear of people or society, fears of flood, fears of staying single, fears of bees, fears of spiders, fear of fire, fear of fainting, fear of weakness, fear of thunder and lightning. Uh, uh, all three of my kids were born in Oklahoma City. Have you ever been down in Tornado Alley? We lived down there for eight years, and man, they have thunderstorms down there. Man, that'll, that'll shake you up. Fear of being imperfect, fear of the ruin or being ruined, fear of failure, fear of being dirty, fear of being alone, fear of flying. That's just a small thought of just the fears that start with the letter A. 
my friend, do you have any kind of fear that's an obstacle in your life? See, the reality is, depending on who you are and maybe your family of origin or the experiences that you've gone through in life, you have a unique fear, and it's an obstacle. You want to get beyond it. You want to live a full and abundant life, but somehow there's this this doorway, this fear that's locked, and you can't seem to get through. No matter how you do it, it just seems like the door's locked. And every one of us deal with some kind of fear. And again, like I mentioned, for some of us, we've been able to overcome some fears, but some fears plague us. Some fears are a part of our everyday reality. Sometimes they're the biggest obstacle we have to moving on is some type of fear. It is an obstacle. Fear is an obstacle. What about anger? Don't raise your hand. Any of you deal with anger? See, deep within the human fabric, the human psyche, the human soul, there are triggers and buttons that if they're pushed, the result is an emotion of intense anger. And, you know, I think, and I won't go into all the biblical reasons, but I think the male gender has a greater propensity for anger than the female gender. That doesn't mean ladies don't get angry. But I'm telling you, guys can get pretty doggone upset when things don't go their way or life turns south or missed expectations or they're betrayed or, you know, they're overlooked for a job or there's not enough money or there's a breakup in a relationship. Anger is a real obstacle. It's a doorway that's locked to get to where we really want to go to a life of more joy and peace and contentment and patience and, and overcoming. And people deal with all kinds of fear. It seems to me that we're living in a day and age right now in America that people are angry. There's anger everywhere. You don't, be want, don't believe me? Turn on a Republican or Democratic debate. That's a perfect example. Our culture is feeding this anger, and anger is an obstacle. It's actually an American epidemic. Do you struggle? Is anger an obstacle for you? Keeping you back from better relationships, greater peace, moving through that doorway to where you want to go? What about doubt? Doubt is the inability to believe or trust. It's a real obstacle for some. Some really doubt their, the existence of God or the inability of God. Or they doubt that they have maybe the character or skill or skill sets or ability to truly be successful in a relationship or in a job or life adventure. Or sometimes people are plagued as an obstacle with a doubt that really other people will love them and be committed to them and have their best interest in mind because, you know, they've been hurt, they've been betrayed, they've been broken in a relationships. So the reality is doubt can be a real obstacle for people. What about guilt? How many of you know people make choices and decisions? We do. 
And uh, how many of you know that all the choices and decisions we make in life are not always the best? Some of those are very inappropriate. Some are very poor. Some have very severe consequences. And when we make choices and decisions that aren't good and that aren't right and have maybe disastrous consequences for ourselves or those we loved or someone else, oftentimes we get a visitation by guilt. And guilt presents itself and it begins to clothe us and talk to us. And pretty soon, if we're not careful, people have obstacles of guilt. They really want to move on. They really want to get through the doorway. They really want it to open up so they can move beyond that. But they live a lifetime plagued with the guilt of what they've done. Maybe it was this morning or yesterday or last week. Maybe it was a year ago or three years ago. Maybe it was 10 years ago or 25 years ago. People live with guilt from 50 years ago. The reality is, in my work, when I sit down with people and counsel and encourage them and life coach them, and they begin to tell me about how they're stuck or things that are holding them down or back or obstacles in their life, guilt is a very uh, profound obstacle in a lot of people's life. Maybe it's an obstacle in your life. Guilt can be an obstacle. What about unforgiveness? How many of you know people hurt people? I wish it weren't true. And this is not negative, but it is realistic. People will hurt you. People will betray you. People will smile and then talk behind your back. People will reject you. People will let you down. And when we get let down and hurt by other human beings, it's only, only normal and natural to feel all kinds of emotions. And in that, we begin to flirt with this thought of, of unforgiveness. They don't deserve to be forgiven. Look what they've done. Look what they've sinned. Look how they, they've treated me. And pretty soon, unforgiveness weaves its way in and takes room and residence in the human heart. The number one killer, I believe, of an abundant life is unforgiveness. I think there's probably not a person in here that wouldn't agree with me that unforgiveness is a really a powerful emotion. It is really hard to forgive, especially when somebody has betrayed us or rejected us in in certain ways. So unforgiveness becomes a locked door, an obstacle to get through that so that we don't live with that poison, that cancer of unforgiveness that found its way into our heart. What about inferiority? How many of you know in America we live in a culture that's very competitive and we like to compare? And it seems like from the moment we're born into this world and we have any kind of conscious understanding, we're always in a competition. It might be for our parents' approval or maybe in regard to a sibling or maybe as we enter school and whether we get a good grade or we get involved in athletics or band or some kind of performance. We're always being competitive and we're always trying to avoid losing so that we can win. But how many of you know you can't win all those battles? And so throughout life's journey, some people are the last one that's picked on the particular volleyball team or basketball team or whatever else. And pretty soon inside it clouds their self-image, their self-worth, and they feel a sense of inferiority. Or what about comparisons? We live in a world that's always about comparison. We always compare 
ourselves to what somebody else looks like or what they have or what they don't have. And how many of you know we, we usually don't look at the people that have less than we have. We have a tendency to always look to people that have more than we do. I'm incredibly jealous and upset and angry that I don't have more hair. You, if you saw me or knew me in high school, Tom, or others, I had long hair. It was the 70s. And I had hair down to here, and it was beautiful. <laughs> My parents hated it, but it was gorgeous, and I had a full head of hair. And then, and then I had three kids, and they became teenagers. And I began to pull out my hair, never believing it would never grow back. But the reality is many people struggle with inferiority. Because, again, their family of origin or their experiences, we all hide it, we mask it, we make it up, we try to avoid it and look better. But in the heart, people say, you know what, I'm no good. I'm a failure. I can't match up. And look what everybody else has that I don't have. Look where they live and I don't live. Look at the car they drive and the car I don't drive. Look at the job that they have. Look at how wonderful their kids are. Look at the opportunities. And all we can see is the obstacle. The door that's locked that keeps us from moving forward. And inferiority is a major obstacle In a lot of people's life. The last one I'd like to share is defensiveness. Are any of you defensive? Now all of you are saying no because you're defensive. (laughs) If I asked you to raise your hand if you're defensive, you'd all keep your hands down. And I'd say raise your hand because everybody's defensive. When we feel threatened, it's only natural for us to build walls and begin to defend ourselves. Like I said, it's, it's natural for all of us. And psychologically, and you didn't come here to hear a bunch of psychological mumbo-jumbo, but how many of you know, and it's been proven by science and psychology, that every one of us have defense mechanisms that we don't always understand. And when somebody gets beyond that, that force or we feel a little bit threatened or we, we uh, are concerned about them criticizing us or judging us or, or pointing something out. It's only normal and natural that we go into defensive mode. Every one of us do it. Probably some, uh, if you're married or you've been in a relationship or you are in a relationship, one of the greatest killers of relationships is defensiveness. You can't say anything to that person or your partner or your friend or whatever because if you begin to point out anything that may be causing some challenges in your regard, man, the defenses go up, and boy, then they can attack back. We all have defensive mechanisms. Really, defensiveness is an uh, unwillingness to be challenged. It usually comes because of our insecurity or inferiority, our self-worth, but the reality is, we don't really want to look at ourselves from somebody else's perspective. We just want to defend our own perspective. You know, defensiveness is really self-blindness. And it's a locked door, oftentimes, to, from keeping us to living a more full and meaningful and abundant life. So I'm going to ask you today, do you have any of these obstacles? Really, if you 
wanted to make the most of the message, go home and think about it and begin to take a look at those seven and maybe even rate them. And what are the uh, top couple obstacles I've mentioned? Or guess what? This is not an exhaustive list, but maybe you know what your obstacle is. You know what's keeping you from your hopes and dreams and your destiny. You know the things that are locked doors that you've tried to get through. You've, you've wiggled the, the, uh, the lock. You've knocked. You've yelled at it. You've stomped. You've kicked it. You've tried to beat it over. And for whatever reason, you haven't been able to overcome that obstacle. So it might be one or more that's on the list that I gave you that's very common to most people. Or maybe you have your own list. But guess what? You can't. You can't uh, overcome something you don't evaluate. A lot of times we just don't want to look at it. We want to hope that it goes away. We'll wake up one day and that obstacle will be gone. That's not reality. And people who often get caught or stuck in inability to get through the obstacles, life becomes kind of challenging. So we've talked a little bit about the problem. Let's quickly talk about the solution. Because there is... A key, there is a key to overcoming the obstacle, to unlock the door. But before we do that, well, let me read you a couple of passages first. First in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, I want you to know, because again, you're sitting here today, and I want to talk to you in just a moment about the keys we always usually try to do to get through the door, but I want you to know what the real key is. To overcoming your obstacles. First of all, in First John chapter five, verse four, John says this, and and listen up, please. This for any and all of us, because we all are battling obstacles. John says, for whatever is born of God, born anew, born again, having that personal, authentic, healthy relationship with Jesus Christ, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that's overcome the world, our faith. It's our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? That's the key. I know that sounds pretty simplistic, but in a moment I'm going to show you and talk to you. We like to use all kinds of other keys than than the silver key, the silver bullet. And then if you turn over real quickly to uh, the book of John... Verse 33, it says this. These are the words of Jesus Christ. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have, and the Bible says tribulation, but I want to put a different word in there for you today. In the world you will have obstacles. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the obstacles. He's no longer in the grave. He's alive. He was raised from the dead. He, was, he ascended to the right hand of God Almighty. And He's watching over us. And He's with us to here today by His Holy Spirit. And He's going to come back again. But until then, He's saying, I'm the key to overcoming all of those obstacles. But there's a, how many of you know there's a lot of other keys? How many of you know that? I've got four here. Let me use one. What we usually do when I face an obstacle, fear or doubt or guilt or unforgiveness, what I try to do is use this key of hard work. 
I, I'm just going to get over it. You know, I'm just going to work harder. Anybody heard, ever heard of New Year's resolutions? That means you have an obstacle and you're trying to overcome it. So what do we do? We use this key of hard work and dedication and gym membership or elliptical. And if I'm just going to work harder, I'm going to be more resolute. I'm going to be more dedicated. How many of you realize that that key usually doesn't work? It might work short term, but it usually doesn't work long term. How about another way that we do this is uh, how about another key of medicating? We have a society that's overrun with alcohol and, and drug usage, both legal and illegal. As you know what? If I can just ease up, if I can just take that drink or I can take that medication, then I won't be so angry. Then I won't deal with so much guilt. Then I I won't deal with the inferiority. So we try to medicate. We're a medicated culture and we're trying to unlock the door of the obstacle with all the different medications, if you will. And guess what? If our hard work and, and then we try to medicate and then we wake up one day and realize that we may have a problem or some type of addiction, then the third key is let's go get some counseling. If I can just get counseling, because if I just understand me and myself psychologically or them psychologically, don't get me wrong, I believe in counseling. I've got friends that are psychologists and psychiatrists in town, so I'm not opposed to that. But if I can just counsel, get counsel, pretty soon I'm going to be able to overcome that obstacle. And so people can stay in counseling short and long term, and then for whatever reason it doesn't work. And you know what the final key is, I think, for people today? to try to overcome their obstacles is they just give up. I'm just stuck. I've tried for so long to overcome the anger or, or, or the guilt or the unforgiveness or, or the fear. And pretty soon, I'm just hoping that if I give up, somehow the door is just going to open up one day and I'm going to go through because, see, I've done all the hard work. I've made all the news year resolutions. I've tried this and that, drinking, drugs, sex, rock and roll. Or I've got counseling. And so I just kind of give up and hope someday that the door will open on its own. My friends, none of those keys really work. The Bible says there's one key. But I want you to know something. Oftentimes when people can't overcome obstacles, they can become extremely dark. And so what we need to do is we need to take the real key, the silver key, the love of God found in Jesus Christ, Because He overcame, we can overcome. So we need to come and use Him and put it in the lock and turn it. With the other keys did not work, but this key seems to be working. And so we can move out of the darkness... 
and walk through the obstacle into the light. Would you pray with me? And I'm going to have the band come back. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Today, if you're here and you can be courageous or bold enough to admit or accept there's an obstacle, or there are obstacles in your life that are keeping you back, that you can't get through the doorway to the light to a new opportunity that all the keys you've used haven't worked. Or maybe you're here today and you're still trying. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to, I'm going to conquer that obstacle. Or maybe you're saying, okay, I have to admit today that I have some type of an addiction. I have some type of leaning on some type of medication to overcome that obstacle. Or, you know what, I really am going to get counseling. Or we really are going to get counseling. Or maybe there's some of you today, if you'd be courageous and honest enough to admit, you fought that obstacle or those obstacles for so long, you've really given up. You're convinced that you're going to have that obstacle the rest of your life and you'll die and go to heaven, but you'll just never be able to overcome that obstacle. You really become somewhat hopeless. I want to tell you today that because of Easter, there really is a key. A key to unlock that door, that obstacle. To walk out of that darkness into a new light. You do yourself a favor. You do your family a favor. You do your neighbors a favor. You do your community and city a favor. You do your nation a favor. And you do the Lord a favor. If today you would understand that Jesus is the key. Jesus is the key. Faith in Jesus Christ is the key. Trusting because He overcame, you can overcome also. It's simply about making a choice. No, that doesn't take it all away. Everything's peachy keen, but it starts you on the right road. Every new journey starts with the first step. Whether you've been a Christian for 40 years or four years or four days, or maybe you're here today and you've grown up in a religious environment. Maybe you don't even have the greatest thoughts about religion or church or pastors. And we're not talking about any of them today. Maybe you've really never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. You know about Him, but do you know Him? Because you know what? The key doesn't work unless it's your own. And so today, maybe you're saying, this is the day. I truly need to open my heart 
and let Jesus Christ come in and start a new journey with Him. So you don't get to the end of your days and you realize you've been blocked and held back by all the obstacles that you couldn't overcome, but you could in Him, with Him, through Him. That's the story of Easter. Is Jesus overcame and He can help you overcome as well. Father, I just thank You for these wonderful people. I thank You for this day, not just of of all of the celebration, but the deep meaning that You can change our lives. That You are the key. You can help us get beyond the obstacles that are holding us down and holding us back from living the full, meaningful, and abundant life You have planned for us. God, forgive us when we have succumbed or made excuses why we're living lower than Your best. God, help us today to recognize Jesus, You're the key. You work in the lock of life. You open the door of obstacles to move us from darkness to light. In Jesus' name, Amen. Would you stand and let's sing together?
Everybody, I want to thank you again so very much for coming to Connection Church for our Easter breakfast and Easter celebration. And uh, you're in good company because there's not one of us that doesn't struggle with or face some type of obstacle. But the good news again today is there is a key to get you through that door, to get you to the light, to get you to a new type of living. Go today in His love and His grace. Celebrate and use the key to overcome the obstacles in your life. Amen. God bless you. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection. Thanks so much for coming.